Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. And that was like the first time uh, I used my Twitter after I had it for almost 10 years. I had it because it was like so high, but I didn't know how to use it. I didn't know like, uh, I was, I, I rented on my Twitter. I asked like, uh, has anyone have experience like to juggling the kids and house chores and, and everything with learning web development? In the Women Who Code Career Nap segment of our show, you'll hear real-world advice from people who are currently working in the technology industry and personally know the steps needed to succeed. Hello, and welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. My name is Noelle Noderman. I'm your guest host today. I am a senior engineer working at a large retailer in the U.S., and I'm so delighted to talk with Ayu Adiati. Um, Ayu is going to talk to us today about the power of communities for self-taught developers. Um, Ayu herself is a self-taught web developer, uh, a prolific tech blogger, an open source contributor and community enthusiast. She's based now in the Netherlands um, and is a, the proud mom of a six-year-old. She's also the documentation lead and an advisor at the Virtual Coffee community, and she's a member of Women Who Code Global and Women Who Code Front End. Welcome, Ayu. Thanks for joining us. And thank you for having me, Noelle. Yeah, I'm so excited to, to talk with you. Um, I mentioned before we got started that we have a lot in common. I am a, a mom who codes as well. <laughs> oh, learned nice. during that that challenging sort of toddler and pre-toddler time. And so I know oh, we'll yeah. talk a little bit about that. Is there anything else for your introduction that you wanted to share with us more about your origin or background? Okay, so uh, I think I'm going to talk a little bit about the background, why I learned web development. Uh, so uh, I started uh, when my daughter was about two years old and um, I wanted to write a blog uh, about everything about life uh, because uh, I originally from Indonesia and then I moved here to the Netherlands after I got married. So I want to, you know, like uh, talk about my life here with my toddler at that time. And also I have a, a photography hobby and I want to showcase my photos as a personal documentation, to be honest. So I started to browse about WordPress Um and then at one point, I was still browsing, and then uh, I, I talked to one of my friends, and she said, well, if you want to, you know, like, write your blog or showcase your pictures, why don't you build your own website? I said, like, huh? <laughs> and she said, why don't you learn web development? I didn't have uh, any idea what web development meant, so... I started to browse about web development and then I stumbled upon the free code camp at that time. So I tried it out. And then when I saw, you know, the hello world with the HTML renders and I was like, so exciting, you know? <laughs> so it was the first time ever. And then because I'm more like an audiovisual person. So I start with the Udemy and also some uh, courses as well on YouTube. And that was the first time. Uh, and I never looked back since then. That's really great. I love that you have uh, sort of a, a non 
technical background, so to speak. You mentioned photography a little bit. I come from a classical mm-hmm. music background, so an entirely mm-hmm. different world yeah. as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm making up an answer in my head, but I want to hear you talk about it. I'm, I'm wondering about this connection between photography and sort of your artistic eye that I, I imagine that you have and how you ended up a front end developer, um, which I, in my brain, those connect, but I'm curious if, if that seemed sort yeah. of a connection for you as well. Yeah. Um, because I'm more official person, right. But when actually, when I learned uh, JavaScript, I didn't understand like, you know, for loop, uh, while loop, whatsoever because I couldn't see it like and I don't know I didn't know at that time like what this for so I had a hard time to understand those things and then actually I started to learn back end before front end okay so I learned a little bit about Node.js and yeah. I started to get that click with all the things uh, that the vanilla JavaScript has you know I started to like back end at that time and then I started to learn when when I started to learn more and more, and one of my friends said, like, hey, you better start looking for a, you know, like the uh, job demand in your area. And I was looking at the job demand in my area because I was learning Node.js, and it was Java, PHP, and .NET. No Node.js. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I started to learn front-end. And because I'm also a visual person, mm. it started to get to click. But yeah, because I learned the uh, backend before, so I understand like how things work, like for the, uh, you know, the loops and stuff, all the complicated uh, for the newbie things. Uh, so it makes me easier to learn front end. Sure. That's great. So you have really a, a full view, but then... <laughs> sort of smartly, very smartly figured out where demand was and what your specialty could be to kind of meet that demand. Yeah. I think it's great. Very wise. Well, yeah. Thanks to my friend. Otherwise I would stuck and then like, oh no, I have to get back. You know? <laughs> right. If I didn't want to lose uh, the momentum, I mean, like I could learn like switch if I wanted to stay on the back end, I could, I could switch, like learn whatever on demand, but then it will take me like back to zero. Right. And I already learned JavaScript, so I just continue with that because, like, the front end demand in the Netherlands is uh, React or Vue. So, mm-hmm. what were um, what were some of the challenges that you faced, um, maybe early on, or just as you were learning to become a developer? Um, the challenges as a self taught developer is the challenges like real. It's a real deal. Huh, how do you say it? <laughs> but I mean, like, um, especially because I was with a two years old, right? So mm-hmm. it, mm, it was hard for me to uh, make that time to learn. So I usually like squeeze some time during her nap time or late at night, like after 10 until 12, 1 o'clock at night. Uh, so in a day, let's say that I can squeeze like one to two hours, normally, sometimes three. So and also like a self-taught developer. As a self-taught developer, you don't have anyone to ask, you know, mm-hmm. when you have uh, questions or you have frustration, you don't you don't have anyone to share with. Even if you have some wins like, oh, finally, my code works. <laughs> you cannot say to anyone, right? So. Except your two-year-old. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just coded with with her on my lap. So sure. 
I have distinct memories of trying to code while having an infant doing other things, yeah. <laughs> trying to yeah. put an infant on the table while I kind of. Yeah. Did, did you learn also when, when your kid was like, so. Yeah. I, this is, we want to hear about you, you, but I'll share. So the one reason I was really fascinated in your topic is because I actually did choose a boot camp for myself. Um, yeah. For, for the kind of accountability piece of it, which yes. I know we'll talk about a little bit more, mm-hmm. but that had its own challenges. I had my, my son was three months old when I started the boot camp. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, it was, it had its own challenges again, maybe yeah. for a different podcast, but that's yeah. why I'm so inspired by your story and so fascinated to, to hear how you, and maybe that will be my next question. You know, you mentioned trying to work in those off hours and, you know, during nap times and during yes. night times mm-hmm. and, and with a small child. And that's so exhausting. How did you stay motivated and how did you stay accountable? Which to me are kind of two different things, right? Like how did mm-hmm. you keep the energy for the journey? And then how did you check in if you got off the journey a little bit? So maybe two different mm-hmm. questions, motivated and accountable. Yeah. So the motivation is usually when I understand a new concept, right? And then I can use it in some places. Um, that's when uh, my motivation can can go on, mm. right? So for motivation, it was, uh, well, I had to, to motivate myself, but most of the time it worked at that time. But accountability, yes. That was the problem. Like I don't. Uh, sometimes when I have like a hard time or something, there there was no one to say, "Okay, come on, you can do it." You know, right. or you have and, a deadline, right? In like yes. in the, you have this deadline. Oh shoot! You know, you don't really have that mm-hmm. if you're doing it on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, everything on my pace, but because like everything on my pace, so I have to keep that pace. You know, mm-hmm. otherwise, then I would, I would just uh, you know, stop. And and that was like the biggest uh, the biggest obstacles actually for for a self taught uh, developer. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it was really hard to juggle between the kids and the house chores and also learning because it's really exhausting, right? Like from morning until night, you are busy with your kid, and then at night you have to make some time to learn. Um, and uh, after a while, uh, I got frustrated. And that was like the first time uh, I used my Twitter after I had it for almost 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I had it because it was like so high, but I didn't know how to use it. I didn't know like, uh, yeah, because I was so, uh, I was more like an Instagram uh, or Facebook person at that time because more like of the photos, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I thought I was, I, I rented. On my Twitter, I asked, like, uh, has anyone have experience, like, to juggling with kids and house chores and, and everything with learning web development? I thought, okay, after I rent it, I will, like, delete my Twitter forever. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you just kind of, you cried out into the void, right? Yes. You just threw yeah. it out into the world, yeah. like, ah, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but then the next day, uh, to my surprise, like, I had, like, lots of uh, reactions on my tweets. And mostly for mom, from moms. And one of them was actually the founder of Virtual Coffee, Becca. She was also learning at that time. And she said, hey, why don't you join Mom Scan Code? And I was like, okay, 
uh, and at that time I didn't know like the meaning of community to be honest but <laughs> when I heard about moms can code uh, I thought okay so these are moms who learn to code so I think that I can try you know so I'm in and then that was the first time I found my community and uh It was a U.S.-based community, so there were not many people in European time zone. Uh, mm-hmm. There, there were a few of us, but finally we had like this study group. We learned different stacks, but we hold ourselves accountable. So it's like every day uh, we meet up like for half until one hour, and then learn together. You know, with the Pomodoro Pomodoro timer, Great. and then after we learn, and then. Uh, we talk about what we learn and what we struggle from. I couldn't ask about my struggle because we were working on different stacks. But that accountability that make me, you know, like sit and learn together, that was huge motivator for me. So, yeah, finally, I wasn't alone. <laughs> Yeah, what a powerful story, right? Starting with being having the courage to put that out in the world, right? Having the courage yes. to say, "I'm stuck. I'm frustrated." Yeah. <laughs> Has yes. anyone else felt this way, right? And then that courage yeah. sort of came back with these responses, and you say, oh, "I'm not alone." And more than yeah. that, there was a group. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. so. I think so many <laughs> self-taught developers are those who are trying to learn. Um, mm-hmm maybe are are scared to put that out there maybe yeah. you know and i think that's such a wonderful example to say yeah you know i just put it out there i thought i would delete my account after that yeah, yeah exactly because and i was yet, like hey, was i literally rented so <laughs> <laughs> that's so great thanks for sharing that story i think that will be inspiring to a lot of other people to say hey you don't have to be stuck you mentioned yeah. another great technique that i didn't want to let slip by so mm-hmm. You put the call out, you found this community um, that was based maybe situationally, right? Other moms. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there are other groups like that as well, but you found this sort of situational, relational group uh, that mm-hmm. kind of be a support and a motivator for you as well and accountability, even though you were learning different stacks and things like that. Yes. And then you mentioned that you did study groups together, even yes. sort of that accountability of studying together. Then you mentioned yeah. the Pomodoro technique, which I, yeah. I, can you talk a little bit more about it? I'm familiar with it, but maybe our listeners aren't. I think it's a great technique for anyone, whether they're learning or on the yes. job. So can you talk about it a little bit? Yes. So Pomodoro time is when you do whatever you do, learning or you're doing your job or anything. Um, so you set up like 30 minutes, 20 minutes of doing your thing and then five minutes of break. And then uh, you do it again for the next round. And then the third round, uh, you can have like longer, uh, a little bit longer break, like 15 minutes. And that's how how it goes for the Pomodoro. And yeah. because uh, we had such a small time when, when I was uh, in the study group, so it's about half hour to one hour. Uh, so we only had like mostly one or two Pomodoros. So we we work on, you know, like we mute and then we work on whatever we do. And then 25 minutes later, uh, hey, uh, we unmute and then we start to, you know, popcorn. What you do today? What you do today? Do you have like any uh, blockers or anything like that? Even though no one maybe can answer, but by, you know, like 
talking about, hey, I have this, uh, you know, blockers because this code doesn't work and blah, 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 blah. And it's more like, I, fe- I felt like it's like, uh, uh, what do you say? The rubber ducking? Oh, yeah. And sure. then finally you're like, yeah, what <laughs> didn't work because of, you know? <laughs> so in the next session, you can work on it. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. I think it's a great technique. And I, um, I sometimes it's called time boxing as well as kind of the term that I had learned for it just to say, here is the box of time, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever that box is, I'm going to work on it for that time. And then I'm going to step away from it and take that break or check in with someone else. And as a, as a learning developer, this was huge for me because I was one of those people that would not ask for help. And I would spend an hour, four hours, 10 hours, yes. three days, <laughs> boxes yes. of tears crying before I would finally ask for help. And so this was what a mentor said to me, set a timer. <laughs> and when you have worked for that time, focus during that time mm-hmm. and then step away and sort of reassess. And so I think it's a really great technique. Yeah, and the, break time, the break time is really important, right? I mean, like uh, when when we're into something and it's not working, all we want to do is like, you know, why? And then we just keep going. But actually, like, we're pressing our brain to work harder. And finally, we couldn't see, like, the simple thing in front of our eyes, you know. So, yeah. The power of taking those breaks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you joined Moms Can Code, in, yes. and that was in 2020? Is that what you should 2019. 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and do you still connect with them at all now, or have you moved on to other groups now? Uh, I moved on to other groups. Uh, I'm still having like contact with the Moms Can Code, sure. uh, the, my, my study group, uh, but the community itself is already, it's no longer there. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so what are the groups that you've been active with now? So uh, on 2020, like the COVID hits, right? Um, that was... Uh, when uh, Becca at that time, she tweeted about like, hey, do you want to join like a virtual coffee chat? Because like uh, many developers like lose their jobs and it was like a hard time for everyone really, like the whole world. Uh, so I didn't actually join like the first um, Zoom meetings, but then uh, because uh, after a month, I think that they started to, you know, uh, doing the Zoom and stuff. And uh, the virtual coffee had a Slack, and that's when I joined the Slack. Okay. And that was when finally I joined the virtual coffee. And I actually, I, I don't know if you believe me or not, but I'm a shy and introvert person. Okay. <laughs> I will believe you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> But went on one-on-one like this, and maybe because it's you, Noel, like uh, the sphere is like really friendly and stuff. So I, I feel like I'm, I'm more like relaxed and, uh, and I, so that's why I talk a lot. <laughs> but uh, that's the reason why I didn't say anything for, for a while, because like my first community was Moms Can Code. So it's, it was like for moms and women, right? And this community now, you have like, uh, of course, male developers and stuff. So, and I was still in the beginning of my learning. I mean, like with one and two hours a day, uh, I, I didn't, you know, like my, my progress was like a tiny bit of progress. So I, I considered myself like very newbie uh, when I joined the virtual coffee. So I, I thought, 
when I heard people like, oh, I'm a developer in this company. Oh, I'm a senior developer in this company. I was like, oh my God, who am I? <laughs> you know? Sure. So yeah, so I didn't, um, I didn't even dare to say hi. Hmm. I can relate. <laughs> Are you, I can totally relate. And I, I, there should be a different podcast called The Power of Lurking. Because oh, <laughs> well, the first time I heard about that, I should take a note. <laughs> I, for me, I felt exactly the same way as someone would say, oh, there's this discord channel that's really excellent or this Slack group or, you know, my, even my local, um, I'm in the, in Minnesota in the Twin Cities. So my women who code local chapter and I would join, but I didn't have the confidence to, to write anything. <laughs> and I certainly didn't have the confidence to post, you know, my blocker or things like that. And I so admire people who do, but just by presenting in those communities, just by joining, mm-hmm. um, I saw other people's challenges. I saw yeah. messages about events. I saw mm-hmm. recommendations for great online courses, mm-hmm. um, all sorts of things. And it, it, really just by lurking. And there are plenty of spaces where I still lurk. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kind of do get, um, you get part of that community because you realize you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You may still get some great ideas. Um, yes. And then eventually you can. I'm, I'm, I am much more likely to send a DM, a, a personal message to someone mm-hmm. who posts something than I am to, to put something out. I, that's yeah. just who I am. And I've made lots of connections that way. So I think there is power in lurking yeah. <laughs> and kind of hanging out. Um, and again, it's just taking those first steps in exactly. the way that, that you are comfortable exactly. um, with, with much gratitude to the people who do really post <laughs> out there because yeah. So I yes. think I'm not alone. Many of us learn. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that, you know, community to me, part of community, just the idea of the word and the definition is finding what you need and building what you need. Right. Yes. And you talked about yep. that for you. You needed a certain type of motivation, a certain mm-hmm. type of accountability, maybe yes. connecting with other moms was key for mm-hmm. you. For me, maybe it was regional, you know, so mm-hmm. being in this area, connecting people who are near me. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, community is not, well, you should, maybe this is your answer, but community is not one size fits all, no. right? Mm-hmm. It, it's finding what you need or making what you need. And maybe you can yes. talk a little bit more about that. I won't talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love to hear you talk. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, yeah. I mean, like, uh, well not gonna lie like most people find, try to find community for that support system right yeah, right for for accountable uh, accountability buddies for um i don't know networking they say even you know i really like that word finally but yeah at first people would do networking right to know and be friends with other developers um so yeah i mean like uh, as what you say, I, I think that you already said it all. Uh, that the community is like it's like the place for you to build, and actually also like to explore who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, before before I joined community, I didn't know um, what I know. Um, let's say like uh, I always think that I know nothing, right? But with the community, like. Uh, 
I had like some pair programming as well if I, I didn't understand something and then I, I asked men, uh, for for some guidance from from the community members and then someone say that reach out to me okay uh, I can help you out with that and then uh, we talk about it and most of most of the time they said you actually understand but maybe you you you're a little bit struggle with this part mm-hmm. so so maybe you can work on that part so At first, like I didn't know anything, but actually I know at least something, if not many of things, you know. So uh, community also built uh, confidence. Mm. And yeah, I feel that that by joining the communities, now I, I start to uh, know that I can write. And, uh, you know, that I know more than I thought. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the community really, really make me more confident and be uh, a better person and developer uh, than I used to when I was still uh, self-taught, you know, like really alone. I'm still self-taught, but now with the community around <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, I love that, that engaging with the community gave you a way to measure your learning. Yes, huh? It's kind of a, like, that's what I'm hearing you say, like you were doing the courses or following along or trying things, but then yep. with care programming and talking to others, you were able to kind of gauge it better and measure it better because you're right. Yes. If you're just doing it on your own, you may, you may swing one way or the other. You may think yeah. I know everything. Yeah. <laughs> You've yeah. never had to test it or try it. You're just following, you know, a, a YouTube tutorial. Yeah. Or you may yeah. think I know nothing because it feels so vast and there's so much out there. Mm-hmm. And so I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Being in community, doing some pair programming kind of gave you, gave you tools to measure and gauge yes. sort of how you were doing. That's fabulous. Okay. Yes. Yes. You mentioned the dreaded networking, <laughs> the dreaded networking. Um, yes. And I agree with you. I think it's probably most people's least favorite word, unless they are a network engineer and then they might take this yeah. personally. <laughs> <laughs> But networking, you know, it feels so, it feels cold and it feels kind of calculating. Mm. Like I'm yes. going to pick you and make friends with you so that I can get something yeah. from you. And oh, yeah. it just doesn't feel very... Yeah. It doesn't feel very kind. Yeah. Um, but it happens nonetheless. And and you said in some notes here, it's more about making friends. It's not exactly. about, you know, transactional, what can I get and what can you get? So can mm-hmm. you talk about how community can help sort of build friends or or things that are not quite networking? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I want to say that you need to um, as I talked about before like I was a lurker right like I uh, I don't have that confidence to even say hi and things like that but actually if you join a community the first thing is the key is that you have to um, you know like push yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone and at least introduce yourself mm. you know but introducing yourselves um then the community will be aware for, oh, there's a new member and her name is Ayu. And so, hi, Ayu, right? And when people say, hi, Ayu, and I feel so warm, like, oh, people are welcoming me, you know? Even though there's just a, like an icon or something, sure. I feel like people people looking at me, like people people aware that that I'm new there, 
you know, that I just arrived here, hello, you know. So uh, that's one step that actually people should make. Because I heard also people say that I join a community, but, you know, I, I don't get anything from, from the community I'm in and, and things like that. So first, first thing that I ask, have you introduced yourself? And how do you interact with, with the community itself? I mean, like, you don't have to interact like you have to be there all the time or say whatever all the time. But at least, like, once in a week or once in uh, every two weeks, uh, you can, you know, like, help welcoming new people or uh, you can answer things that you understand. And that's fine. It doesn't mean that because you're new that you cannot be, you know, like, like interact right away, like to answering questions that you or you think that you can answer. Mm-hmm. So I think that is one of the steps uh, of being in the community to get the most out of the community. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, you start to know some people, right? Like, for example, if you welcoming a new member, me being a new member, if someone say hi to me, I would want to be friend with that, that person. <laughs> of course. <laughs> right? Because I feel so welcome. And that person, like, giving me a, a, just a hi, welcome to our community. It makes me feel so warm. So I will know that person. I will remember that person. Right? I want to be friends with that person. And from simple, tiny steps, and you can start to make friends. And that's that's why I that's one of the things that I love about community and especially community like virtual coffee where I'm in, also women who code. Um, you see that whenever people say hi, and everyone's just like hi back, you know? Yeah. Like it's very warm. And uh, yeah, I, I I really love that that that's fair, you know, of the community. And that's how you make friends, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Realizing that people who have joined are, have joined because they want to be in community. <laughs> they yeah. people are trying. And yeah, I like yeah. that. You just put yourself out there, even if it's just an introduction, even if it's just to yes. say, hey, I'm new here and yeah. I'm going to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those, those kind of things. I think that's great. And you're right. I, I know for myself, when I do have the courage to put something out there and then it gets a thank you emoji or a wave emoji or something yes. that, that can really kind of brighten your day, just that little bit mm-hmm. of a response. So I agree with exactly. you. Yeah. So for the self-taught developer who's getting started or wants to get started, you kind of talked about um, finding your passion, what your what area you're interested in, or if not passion, maybe a strategic choice where there's an area of demand or need, finding um, courses that you can follow like free code camp, or you said you did Udemy as well, finding communities, right? I talked mm-hmm. about sort of a regional one. You talked about kind of a situational one. It could be based yeah. on your stack or your join mm-hmm. women code, right? <laughs> if yeah, you're yes. lots of local chapters, glo- global mm-hmm. chapters, uh, yes. sort of stack area, technology area chapters, all sorts of different areas to join for women who code. And then put yourself out there a little bit, right? Take yes. that link introduce yourself, ask a question, don't be scared, you'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, I mean, like, I I experienced this myself, um, because, uh, you know, like Udemy, for example, like the courses on Udemy, uh, they also had, like, Discord channels for their students, right? And I was, like, really, really new. Uh, I was, like, in the beginning of learning of CSS, and I asked something about CSS 
and no one answered why mm. because the students the community were so big you know so whenever someone posts something like in in a few seconds it's just buried and oh. probably no one will answer okay and the first time i got an answer was like the 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 next i don't know uh maybe the next or or whatever questions and i got like hey bro have you googled it and i was like oh not helpful <laughs> yeah no. and i already got like so uh you know like not confident enough to ask and my first question weren't answered and then the next question were answered that way and that made me feel like okay i if i have question i don't dare to ask yeah. you know like maybe my my question were you know like so newbie or like so stupid and actually like there is no stupid question absolutely everyone was a newbie mm-hmm. in the beginning right no nothing so i encourage people to you know just shoot just ask the question Yep. because there is no 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 such a stupid question agreed i totally agree and yeah. you kind of touched on something that i wanted to talk about is sometimes a community you find might not feel like the right fit yes and there's this risk and i heard you say it that mm-hmm. we internalize that and we say oh i joined this group mhm and it's not working or they haven't been very kind. There must be something wrong with me instead of what I hope we would do, which is say, this is not the right place for me. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe I need to try to change this place or something else, but not to internalize that um, rejection or, or negative response, whatever it might mean and go, there are many, many, many communities out there more than we can even count. Um, and so, you know, maybe, maybe you kind of talked about this, but how to find that right fit. Some, I mean, I think it's possible there could be too many communities. You could join too many and then there just becomes (laughs) kind of noise. So how did you find the, the right fits for you? Or how did you decide, yeah, this is, this is good, good people here. This is a good fit. I I'm actually in a bunch of communities. You're in a bunch, okay. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> but uh, there are only like a um, some that I I really interact and finally like uh, volunteering or like really getting engaged in a community. That's when I feel that the community is right for me. When I feel that warmth of welcome, you know. Like, uh, for example, in Women Who Code, also in Virtual Coffee, even though I was a newbie uh, and still a newbie, uh, <laughs> people don't see me that way. Sure. You know, people people really uh, supporting each other. And, you know, anytime you ask for help or or anything, um, they, they will be there. And I also feel like whenever I want to support that, that's when I feel like, this is the right community for me. Great. Um, and first is the welcoming. And then the second is the, um, you know, like uh, the support. You can see um, if you knew that you can see how people interact, how people, you know, like um, 
how do you say, not just support, but like treating each other, right? Uh, from there, you can get that sense of, uh, is this the community that I want to be in? Because I, because to be honest, if the community is like like the first one, when, when I, I got that, uh, hey, bro, uh, I left yeah. in heartbeat, yeah. right? Like, I already felt bad about myself because I didn't understand the concept, let alone that someone talked that way to me uh, I thought well if this the kind of the community that you know uh, treat people I don't want to be here right. so I just left um, but I will stay for the community that has that, that uh, warm welcome and you know supporting if you're a lurker you can you can see from how they interact exactly. as simple as that And then you can try to, for example, ask a, a simple question. I don't know about the community itself or about uh, some concept that you don't understand. And if people jump in to try to help you, and then you know that you're in the right community, right? Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. And I think there's a little bit of the golden rule in there, sort of be mm-hmm. the community member that you would want to be, you know, yes. by like give, give what you would like to receive. Hopefully yeah. that is good <laughs> rule to follow <laughs> as well. And I also think that I haven't done this myself, but I imagine mm-hmm. it's also possible to kind of start your own community. If, if yes. the thing that you really like, like I am a cross country skier with a toddler who likes classical music and I only want to mm-hmm. code with other people like that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's Is there any iced coffee lover. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but I, it's true. It's, it's almost, you know, like a dating app in a strange way. Like you can yeah. find your fit if you, if you kind of put it out there too, but yeah, I, exactly. I think another option is to make the community that you want and see, and if it's too narrow, mm-hmm. you might, I just be you and me, are you? But, oh yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? That'd be a best <laughs> Yeah, that's true. So I think it's great. Well, I was I was lurking on your your website and your blogs, <laughs> and found one of your I think award winning blogs um, about burnout. Um, oh yeah. And so I'm hoping that you can talk a little bit about burnout and stamina for the self taught developer. Just any thoughts you want to share about about that? Yes. So um, I had a burnout. Not just one, actually, so many times. But uh, one was the big one. That's when I uh, finally like wrote that blog about the burnout. Uh, because at that time, I really wanted to quit everything, just quit the learning, quit everything. Like, uh, because I got so uh, so burnout that I I didn't even want to, you know, like look at code at all. Like usually, if I got burnout, and then I take like one or two days you know, of break, and then I would be okay, or just procrastinate it, uh, and, and that would be fine. <laughs> But at the time, anything I tried didn't work. I even took vacation for a week, didn't work. Like, uh, that, that was so miserable. And the reason why I got the burnout was that, well, you can, you can also write in my blog, but just to touch a little bit that uh, I, I tried to rush things out. You know, as a, especially if you learn by yourself, you don't have that path. You know, like you follow, say that you follow a course. Um, maybe uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know how you do in the bootcamp, but maybe like 
for example, you learn this concept and you get like one week to do that, right? And for self-thought, say that I already understand that in one or two days, I want to add more. Mm, sure. Yeah. So when I add more and more and more and more, and then I get stuck, but I already have this, you know, like fast pace of learning. I don't want to, you know, like slowing my pace because then I thought, I don't want to lose this momentum. I need to go on and push myself. But actually, I didn't really um, notice that sign of frustration. Hmm. That I didn't understand one concept, but because I want to go more, okay, I will get back to this tomorrow or uh, the day after tomorrow. So I just go and go and go. But then, because I didn't understand this one, you know, and I didn't realize that this one is the missing part. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you know what I mean. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, and finally, when I got that frustration, because then finally I, I, I started to doubt myself and, and think that I, I know nothing and I couldn't go further, I thought, okay, this is the end. And uh, yeah, so it was so, so hard. And I don't understand what you mean by the stamina. Um, the, the energy that you need to, to keep going. The energy that you need to to persevere mm. to get mm. back, yeah. And you're actually yeah, talking mm-hmm. about it because you talked about the pace, right? How yes. fast you're learning. Mm-hmm. So you know, some people have said to me in the past. You may have heard this that learning how to code is a marathon, not a yes. sprint. Yeah. So right, you yes, that before. And and uh-huh. so I think that's kind of what you're talking about. That you just kind of go at a hundred percent, and uh-huh. then you can't anymore because your brain just yeah you know is overloaded or yeah. or you were going so fast that you missed a step that's kind of what you ha- talked mm-hmm. about yeah. and, but you didn't even realize yeah. it and so yeah. this idea that it's a a marathon a longer exactly paced event uh, that mm-hmm. if that's kind of what you're getting at yeah 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 and uh, what I did was I wanted to do the sprint you know mm-hmm. because like uh most of uh my friends who started like in the same uh, start, you know, with me, they already got a job. Ah, uh, I see. Right? Um, and then, um, or if they didn't get a job, they already like far, uh, far ahead. And I thought like, why? You know, like I can't, I can't get faster than this. But what I forgot was that I didn't have much as they have at that time. Like maybe they, they could, um, you know, like learn for four until eight hours a day. I only had one to two hours. So what do you expect? <laughs> you know, but I started to compare myself with people. And that's, it's hard. It's hard because you always compare yourself with others. But actually, um, the best thing is compare yourself with your previous self. Like compare yourself today with who you were yesterday. Right. And and that that's what got me the burnout because like I I in one point I just got stuck because of these things, like trying to get trying to get faster, do this did the sprint and not the marathon, and comparing myself to others. And that was actually burned me out. So what helped you get a little bit unstuck, you're saying is is uh, that awareness, that realization that your journey 
couldn't yes. look like theirs. It simply could mm-hmm. not look like theirs and yes. it should not look like theirs. And it, yes. it, it and that brings me to one of my other favorite blog posts of yours. And if anyone's listening and you want to go to <laughs> adiante.com and check out her <laughs> fabulous tech blogs, um, I, I want to say it right. I think it was a letter to a future me. Yes. Was that one? Yes. <laughs> so um, I'll let you talk about it, but I thought it was fabulous. So Ayu, can you tell us a little bit about a letter to a future me? Because that's what you were just talking about. Okay. I kind of uh, forgot, but anyway, I think that I, I wrote that because I wanted to remind my future me about the struggle that, you know, that I had during uh, my learning. So uh, I wrote that as, um, you know, like a reminder, hey, are you in the future? You know what we did at this point of time? Uh, you thought that you uh, that you were uh, you doubted yourself, and then you thought that you could you didn't know anything. You thought that you couldn't go on, but here were your you know like your uh, achievements, like you did uh, blog posts, and then and then it got into the top seven of Dev, or it got into the top of hash notes and things like that. So I I uh, you know I list all the achievement that I had at that time to remind the future self if, you know, that this journey, you, you, you made it this far because, but you had this obstacle and, and you uh, go through it, you know. It's a, it's a practice I think we all should do. It was, I don't know, <laughs> a year long retrospective. I, I think you wrote it in 2021 and it was saying, hey, yes. look, here are all the, the hard things, here are all the great yes. things. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I have it up because I was reading it, but I love this part. Um, these are all beyond my expectation. All of these accomplishments, right? That yes. Uh, yes. that I did in the past year, yeah. uh, beyond our past dream. I only yeah. know to do what I can as best as possible. And I will continue to do that for my future self, for you. Yeah. I hope you will smile when you're reading this as I am right now while writing this, which makes me smile yeah. too. Oh, I <laughs> I want to do this now because I want that ability to go back and go, oh, right. Remember when we really yeah. had that hard time? Remember there were some good times too, especially yeah. in parenting. Because parenting, mm-hmm. I think parents should do this too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because parenting, like programming and coding, has its challenges. Mm-hmm. It has its ups and downs. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So oh, yeah. I, I think that's also in, in that blog as well. I, I told about my mom. Best mom, yeah. So uh, before I found community, uh, I told my mom that I learned uh, uh, to code, and no one supported me at that time besides my mom. She said, "I don't know what you're doing, but I know that you will be be great in it." So I thought, okay. Uh, and she was like, How, "How's your learning?" Like every day she called me because she she lived in Indonesia. So every day she called me like, so what are you learning today? And oh yeah, I learned about this. And she was like, oh, okay. And I was like, do you understand? No. <laughs> <laughs> She's the mama rubber duck. I love it. Mama yes. <laughs> yes, that's great. <laughs> yeah. So when she passed away, um, like my whole world crumbling down because like I lost that support system in, in every aspect of my life, especially in the coding wise. Um, and I didn't, I didn't have energy to, you know, like go on. I paused my learning for almost six months. 
I thought I will not pick it up. I thought. Uh, but then I remembered her and mm-hmm. like how she supported me. And she said, like, you'll be great. You'll do great. You just, you, you just keep continue what you're doing and, and you will be there, whatever your goal is. So I remember that I, and I, I know that I still want to do it. I just didn't have the energy and I didn't have that support. But remembering that, it's like, that, that's my support, like for all time, you know, like I'm doing this for me because she believed in me. And because I wanted to do this, and I know if she if she's still here, she would keep continue to support me in any way. So yeah, what it was a hard time, but also like my you know the rising me, and that's the reason why I finally like uh, ranting on the tweet. And <laughs> yeah, I th- I think that's that's such a gift that that she gave to you and that you in turn are giving to others as well. How beautiful and what a way to honor her and her legacy to sort of Thank be you. that to others and supporting others in community and, and the example that you're showing to your daughter, um, daughter, right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, who is seeing her own mother kind of learn and grow and struggle and then succeed and try again in this very iterative, very human way. I think that's that's all a legacy from from your mom, how, how beautiful that is. Yeah. I wanted to to tap in a little bit to that role of mother and um, just ask if you have any advice specifically for other moms, moms of young children or moms mm-hmm. of any age who want to become developers. I know I've met with a lot because that's that's mm-hmm. a vibe that I put out into the community. Yeah. <laughs> I am willing to talk to you. Um, so do you have any particular advice for, for other moms? Um, well, learning with kids is really tough, right? But uh, sometimes you have to sacrifice something. For example, uh, you cannot make your house always clean, right? Because you have to make that time to learn. Um, and maybe you only have like a little time to clean up or um, I don't know. Uh, but as long as you have that support, actually that, that's doable. And like when I started to learn with my two-year-old, she always she was always on my lap, right? And except during the nap time. And that's the reason why I, I try to squeeze time here and there. And even though just a little bit time, uh, I think it's still doable every day. Just go for half hour, one hour. That's enough, you know? But also, like, don't be too hard on yourself because we're mom first, right? We're mom first, and then we, we still have to do the house chores and stuff. So don't be too hard on yourself. Like, why? Why I'm so slow? You're not slow. It's just that that's the time that you have, and it's fine, you know? Um, so, yeah, if I have that advice for, for other moms, it's like, just continue your dream, find, find a support system, find a community that can support you as well like to give you that motivation that accountability uh and you'll be you'll be fine and you'll be there right yep your journey might not look like everyone else's no, but it's yours no. and it's okay that way no one has the the same journey no one i think like they they have their own struggles they just don't talk about it mm. 
I love what you said about having a little bit of a messy house because I can relate to that. And I, <laughs> the joke in my family, <laughs> we, we joke in our family that our house is designed to help other people feel better about their houses when they come to visit. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the gift that we are giving I think, them. I think that 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 I should I should say as well about my house. <laughs> <laughs> we are generously allowing you to feel better about your house when you come to our house. Um, Well, Ayu, I think we've answered most of the questions that I have, but I do want to know, you know, you had this letter to the future you. So let's talk Mm -hmm. about future you. What do you see for yourself in the next few years, yourself or your communities or both? What are your goals, your hopes? What do you want to see down the road for you? Yeah. So my goals, of course, like to land a job in tech. Well, as you know, that tech is now a little bit, you know, um, with the inflation and stuff, but I think that it's not just tech. I think it's it's everywhere. So uh, that is one of my goal to to land a job in tech, but also like to uh, grow myself as a developer. Uh, I'm still learning and always be learning, and uh, I will not stop learning. <laughs> and as for the community, well, I I really want to to be more. Uh, I'm really involved in some community, but I really want to, you know, like giving more to the community because I feel like I got tremendous support for the com- from the communities that, uh, especially communities that I'm in, and I really want to, you know, like give that support to other people as well. That's what I'm seeing myself, like in uh, I don't know uh, five, ten years from now, that I still I still can be able. To, to 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 support other people especially uh, self-taught and a newbie because I know that it, it's hard for a newbie and especially self-taught um, and I just want to you know I, I I don't know how but I will I will try to support with anything I can thank you thank you for thinking about others in that way and for sharing so generously of your your time and your talent and your wisdom with us today I feel I feel Thank inspired you so much, <laughs> thanks for joining us on the women who code podcast Thank you for having me See you Thank you for listening to the women who code podcast to find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash womenwhocode. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.